Did you want the crown? Or does it weigh it down? Nobody's feeling sorry for you But what if I told you the world wouldn't end If you started showing what's under your skin What if you let them all in on the light Even our home features U.S. country pop artist Demi Michelle, who on the 25th of February 2022 releases Across the Pond, which is a loving tribute to country music lovers and radio bloggers and just people who have just taken Demi and supported her through the development of her career and the development of her songwriting, singing and just what it is like to be an artist and she's releasing Across the Pond as a thank you to all of them. Demi Michelle is a US country pop artist who has released her debut album, Dear Diary. Go and check that out. It is honest, it is raw, it is vulnerable. And this podcast was raw, vulnerable, funny, and you are going to really enjoy this podcast because I know I did making it. So this is Voice of a Woman Real Talk featuring Demi Michelle. So you're very welcome to Voice of a Woman Real Talk. Um, and it's just basically what it says on the tin. It's just talking real talk about what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a woman in the music business, and what your music means to you, and what your vision of your music means to you. So my first question would be, what does being a woman mean to you? What is your definition, personally, what that means to be a woman, if you get me? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I think... I think it's so empowering to be a woman because I think, you know, looking back throughout history and seeing how often we are seen as lesser and unworthy. um, I think that all of the women who came before me have paved the way of empowerment and strength and ruling the world. And I think that to me, I'm so blessed to be a woman because I feel like not only through my music, but just simply being here and using my voice, um, I'm part of this incredible journey and I'm walking the road that many other women have walked before me and that will walk after me. And I think that being part of this you know, I, I think I think women are so supportive of each other as well. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things because we can find ourselves in situations where we feel not seen in many ways. And I think um, having other women in our corners really helps us to stay perseverant and empower others. 
Well, that's what, my goodness, that was a, that was a very good answer. That really. Um... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, no, I know, like I've never, I've never actually thought about it in those terms, like women in history that have gone before us, and that's a, that's very true because like women in history have been seen as unworthy and um, not even strong enough to vote or clever enough to vote or even in medicine terms, like not even that long ago, like maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, 100 years ago or something, like they're, you know how like hysteria, women, because they've got a womb, that means they're hysterical. So the mm-hmm. symptoms that they had were all put down to hysteria and put down to the womb and oh, it's because they're sensitive or whatever else it is. Yeah. But then men had similar symptoms, the same exact symptoms, but they couldn't call it hysteria because men didn't have a womb. So therefore they called it shock. So therefore men have shock and women have hysteria. So if that stems from... uh, Nowadays, but I think that something else that I've noticed is the whole emotion side of things. Like I'm a very emotional person, just listen to my music. Um, But I think when women sometimes show emotion, that can be seen as a weakness. And I think that... It's not. I think we are so in chain with our emotions and express ourselves in real ways. And I think that's really important. And I think that really shows humanity as well. Like just because someone's emotional about something and speaking their mind and sharing their story doesn't mean that they're any less than anybody else. It's just that they feel comfortable and able to speak up and share that emotion. And that shouldn't be seen as a weakness. That's very true. And it is seen as a weakness when you're a woman. Um, for some, in some cases, not all cases, not all um, people do that, but there are in some cases that it is seen to be a weakness, and it, it definitely isn't. Like it's mm-hmm. as I'm saying, it's 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 the strength to be to 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 actually acknowledge that you feel what you're feeling, um, right? And it's yeah, it's um, there's so much to being a woman. Like it's it's and and what society and the the like the the roles that society has always given women or put on women or expect women to carry out and the roles that they put on men and expect them to carry out and then the roles they put on families and what that's supposed to look like um and how everyone's supposed to fit into these categories and it's not like that life is not like that and people are not like that um and it's just it's so yeah. it's so it's just it's just so interesting and I find it just um even myself just to try and think, well, how am I defining myself as a woman and how have I been defined as a woman and how have like external influences influenced my view of being a woman and what that's supposed mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. It's just Yeah, and I also think like in terms of the music industry itself, like there's many instances and I you I talked on right on track about this yeah. last year. Did, yeah. That um <clears throat> that oftentimes like you know, we aren't given equal airplay or opportunities. And just in general, the way that we carry ourselves, I think there's a lot more pressure placed on women to be professional and be put together in all that they do in the industry. Because if, you know, a woman would do something that's a little out of line or a little slip up, that's like, oh my God, I cannot believe. But then again, you have other you know male artists and such doing things that are quite questionable and harmful sometimes in many ways and it's like it just gets overlooked um and so I think expectations as a whole I mean that comes from society but in the music industry it's also like you know what's expected of us and 
Um, I mean, you know, even just look at like the Super Bowl was yesterday and Mickey Guyton completely smashed the anthem. And Didn't I was, she? you know, Didn't so she? proud of her. It was so incredible. And I think, you know, her getting the opportunity to do that was not only incredible for, you know, women in the industry, but also women of color as well. And so I think that seeing her have that opportunity and shine and show that, you know, she's an American through and through singing that anthem was just incredible. And so I think things are happening where we're seeing, um, you know, more opportunities and acceptance and equality happening. But I think there definitely is still room to improve there as well. There there definitely is room to improve because, like, Mikey Guyton absolutely smashes it and what she takes in her journey, like there was, I think there was, um, there was a tweet the last day that I saw that somebody was just so, showing so much hatred as to who, who did she think she was, like get out, get out of country music and all that kind of stuff. And it was just so, so nasty. And it was like, why are you saying that? Like she is doing so well and she is smashing everything out of the park, even like her decorum and the way she, the way she she carries herself and the way she is and just who she is as a person, and the, and and facing all that hatred and facing all that bullying and facing all the things that she suffered by being a person of another color, she's still such a strong role model for a lot of people and the fact that she smashed that was just even more just incredible like and uh-huh, for like, sure. just yeah yeah just like yeah I watched that and I think I had tears by the end of it because like, <laughs> yeah shit. yeah no it's so incredible and I think you know she's she's so inspiring even to me because like you said she's faced a lot of you know honestly discrimination as who she is in the industry and I think she didn't let that stop her from continuing to make music and show that she is more than worthy to be in the industry. And so seeing her continue to take it and keep coming back despite everything is just so inspiring. So I love her and I cannot wait to see what the future holds for her in her career. She's Yeah, she's definitely one of the most powerful songwriters and singers that the music scene, maybe just country music, but the music scene has at the minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in sure. terms of just, in terms of a good role model and a strong role model, and for young people, not just women but men as well, mm-hmm. just in general through adversity, and it's just it's absolutely, it's absolutely incredible to see that, and that's what a strong woman she is, and that's just incredible. Um, yeah, for sure, it's amazing. Um, now my next question to you would be, um, I've got journey and confidence so far written down because. I saw a tweet from you today that made me go, ooh, okay. Um, have you got an EP coming and your I lyrics, do. the lyrics that you were writing, you were like, oh, just wait. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> where did this site come from? Because <laughs> um, over, over the last year, just in terms of like confidence in what you've been doing, you have like... You've gone from having your first song on the radio like about a year, not even a year and a half ago, to now where you're like you were on Pennsylvania and you're part of Bells and Gals and you're you've got an album out and you're doing a podcast and 
Like it's all happening and it's all continuing to, to happen in such positive ways. And, you know, I just wonder how that's been for you in terms of your confidence, your personal confidence, and in terms of your personal journey and how that growth and that what how that has been for you. Oh, wow. I could talk for an hour. <laughs> um, I think, you know, as you know, when I started, I really struggled with my confidence. Yeah. And I think the main reason why is because I'm a kind of person who needs instant gratification. Like when I do something, I I don't necessarily want praise. I just want to be seen, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, and I want to see some kind of reward or result from what I'm doing. Because if I put something out there and it, nothing happens, I just feel like it was bad or I'm not worth it or something like that. And so when I started releasing my first, my first couple of singles into Focus and All I Want This Christmas, I felt very, you know, unworthy to be in the industry because I wasn't getting much, hardly anything at all. And I realized that it was because of me not really having the education of marketing or networking, promotion or anything like that. Um, And so I think, you know, in terms of the confidence thing first, um, hello, who I'm talking to right now, (laughs) Um, literally like when you play... Oh, you've gone. No. Like when Jess from Fierce and Fabulous gave me a review, like that was huge for me too. Because like I think she was like the first one to ever give me anything for review. So that was big. Um, and she was the one who even encouraged me to send you the song. And so without Jess, like I wouldn't have even sent you the song. And so like, I think Jess believed in me enough to really push me and like, just send her the song, send her the song, send her the song. And I'm like, Jess, like, like hardly anybody's listening to this. It's how's it going to get played on a radio station? And so Jess really encouraged me to send it. And then after you played it, like you guys combined, just like changed my life. And so like, that was the end of 2020. So going into 2021, I was like, I got this now. And I think I put so much time and effort into educating myself about the business and my artistry and my songwriting and all of that. And I think, you know, like as the months went on last year, all of last year just completely blew my mind. Um, and as, you know, the months went on and release after release, like getting interviews and getting to meet people and eventually starting my podcast and just seeing everything finally fall into place was like incredible for my confidence because now I know that I am worthy and I belong in the music industry. And so I think that um, over the past like year, year and a half, seeing that growth in myself um, has definitely impacted my songwriting, which is really interesting, which you kind of brought up with the EP. <laughs> um, yep. So Dear Diary um, really explores like thoughts and feelings and insecurities. And I always say that that album was a journey of self-discovery for me. Um, that album, like, if you listen to it, like, it's very emotional. It's I'm pretty much, like, super broken in that album. Um, a lot of emotions going on. And so I think that I needed to find myself not only in the industry, but also as a writer. And I think um, just things going on in my life, along with not feeling worthy in the music industry, that kind of snowballed into this big, like, spiral down um dealing with a lot of emotions and so I feel like I had to write that album to find myself and get these emotions out and so now I think 
like this next project, like you're going to hear an incredible difference, not only that it's country pop and not contemporary pop. Um, there's a genre shift there, but also like subject matters, like the, the EP, this is, I haven't, I mean, I've posted mm-hmm. online, but I haven't really said in anything like this before, but it's going to be called It Is What It Is. Um, and I think that statement alone said a lot. Um, and, you know, it's, it's exploring topics of knowing what I deserve, knowing, you know, like um, who I am, um, finding myself and also exploring the kind of subtopic of, you know, even if things aren't perfect, that that's how it is. It is what it is. And I think um, it's kind of like the overall, you know, concept of acceptance and finding myself and being okay with your life and also knowing what you deserve and not settling for anything less than that. And this is like polar opposite than Dear Diary. And I think I'm really excited. Um, I already started recording the songs. Um, I'm finishing up writing the rest and I'm just like really happy with where this project is going because it's showing growth in me as a person. So I'm excited. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, just as in terms of sound, you kind of broke out in the first bit of that answer. But um, I know you were talking about Jess from Fierce. Fierce and Fabulous yeah. Revolution. Fierce and Fabulous. Yeah, Fierce and Precious Fabulous. Angel. Yeah, Fierce and Fabulous. She is fierce. She is fierce and fabulous. And that's two yeah. wonderful words to describe as women, fierce and fabulous. Um, yeah. And she definitely was because that's, I was looking for um, Christmas songs because that was what I was recording um, that week. And I remember the tweet um, and she tweeted you and then I said, yeah, send it to me. And you were like, oh, yeah. Um <laughs> And then the journey ever since then has has been incredible to watch. Like you've just taken flight and off you've gone. Like it's just it's incredible. Um, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Um, and so much so that I know I've talked about the EP and that EP sounds like you are like the, the way you tweeted about it. It was like, whoa, this is like you know, this is a different side. To, this is a different yeah. side to this. <laughs> yeah. Like totally. Like I was like, oh, is this good? Like okay. Um, Lots of sass, guys. Get ready. Sassy <laughs> to me is coming out. And you're not going to get, like, the girl crying in the club anymore. Like, this is sassy. <laughs> oh. It certainly has that vibe. It certainly has the sassy to me coming out there. It certainly has that. <laughs> um, and Home, like, because Homecoming Queen, you were, you just wrote that. Like, I, I yeah. remember saying that those those vocals. January 21st. Yeah, those vocals yeah. were absolutely gorgeous. Um, oh thank you yeah i I love uh i love getting the chance to record that um and of course to write my own bridge you love (laughs) you're obsessed with bridges we know this anyone that does not know (laughs) i had to write one for the song because i didn't have one and like i like aside from liking them i think it was really weird for me i think to record a cover just because i'm a songwriter it was weird to like walk into the studio and tell my producer, hey, we're doing a cover. He was, like, shocked when I said that. He was like, what? Um, but I think, you know, I, in order for me to kind of stay true to myself as a writer, I, I needed some originality in it. And so I looked at the song. I was like, girl, Kelsey, I love you, but this doesn't have a bridge, so it's going to get one right now. And so I wrote the bridge, and then Luke did the guitar solo, which is incredible as well. Um, we had a really great time doing the arrangement and making it sound different than Kelsey. So um, even though it's not like my song, I think I still made it original on my own and that was a lot of fun to do because I'd never done that before, like in a studio setting. Yeah, it was just it was just such a beautiful production. Everything about it was just it was just so beautifully produced. Oh thanks. Um I think it's probably I know it's 
it's probably one of my favorite songs of yours to listen to just because oh, it's, thank you. it's just everything yeah, about it. Yeah, I've been it. getting that a lot. Yeah, everything about it is just everything about it was just beautiful. It just it just so worked and it just was like that's so good. Um and I tried to get Kelsey. I don't think I know you've tweeted Kelsey in it, but yeah, she I gotta get it to her. <laughs> we have to she needs to listen to it because it is she does. It is beautiful and she needs to hear the bridge. Um, she does. She, she really does. Like I don't know. She she really need. We need we need to get it into her ears. I don't know how we get it into her ears because yeah, Twitter doesn't I'm seem trying. to be working. Got to be a way. There yeah, has I'm to trying. be a way. There has to be. A, you have to get it to her manager or something and say, look, this is what yeah. I did. Yeah, you know, I'll try. She's yeah, a hero of mine um, but I'm glad a lot of people like that one. And I think um, yeah. you mentioned like the vocal performance. Like yeah. I think that's the thing. Like I love pop music, but I'm kind of discovering that my voice is better suited for like country pop i don't know it's just like all the songs i've been recording lately have felt more natural to me yeah. um not that i don't like singing pop songs it's just like i i feel like i can put myself and my emotions more into the country crossover stuff and so stop so yeah just well yeah. no it just i think it just it did it just sounded like I suppose as you were saying you've got the sass and the fierce and you've grown so much over the last year and a bit and you could just tell that from your vocal performance because it, it was just it just was everything about it was just it was just beautiful and I can't actually stop listening to it because like it's, <laughs> thanks it is a gorgeous it is a very beautiful vocal and it's who produced that now who who was your producer on that uh, my producer is Bob McCutcheon um, I recorded the Vault Recording Studio he's done all my stuff so kudos yep, me kudos, and Bob yeah kudos to him for how that turned out because um, yes. Shout out to Bob. A huge shout out to him because he was absolutely <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Um, now, I know what Kelsey... This is this is moving on rather nicely. Kelsey Barini is probably one of your role models, I would say. But mm-hmm. in terms of role models, not just in music, just in terms of how you approach things and how you deal with life and how you deal with all these kind of adversities that you face, who would your female role models be? And what would the reasons be? Oh, oh, wow. Um, I feel like I'm going to all musicians for some reason. Um, It can be. I'm going to have to honestly say Taylor Swift. Um, Not only for music reasons, but um, first for the music reasons, I think she is really making, she's definitely made her mark on the industry. She's one of the best artists. She She crosses genres. She's an incredible songwriter. Um, And from the business standpoint, like she knows what she wants and she never backs down. Um, But I think, you know, as a person and why I look up to Taylor, I feel like the most out of everybody is because she um, has faced a lot of backlash and made out to be a victim. And um, I feel like I've, not to this degree, obviously, as Taylor, but I feel like I've been in situations where um, when I tried to act on something I thought was right or speak my mind, um, I feel like I was kind of like seen as like, oh, you're just being this little girl, like you're just being a victim, like just deal with it, just suck it up, that kind of thing. Um, And I think Taylor definitely doesn't, you know, settle for any of that. Um, and I think, you know, like just watching her, um, Miss Americana, the documentary she did, I think last year or the year before, I don't even know anymore, but that was really inspiring to see her, like, you know, show her story and show what really happened. Um, because I mean, it's not all about the music. Um, 
even if you are a songwriter or artist, like it's not all about the music. And I think Taylor is a great, uh, great role model because she's proving to the world that she's using her voice. And, you know, just look at what happened with her masters. Like she had, you know, under other industry professionals, men essentially controlling her art. And she was like, that's not happening. Um, and so I think, you know, she as a whole really stands up for women in general um, and fights for them and just proves to the world that, like, if you want something, you're going to get it. And um, and she also conducts herself very professionally, which I love, um, even though people might make her out to be one way. She's always very very honest and real about things and I think I think that's really important because some people can sugarcoat things and like settle for things and Taylor somebody who doesn't so out of everybody Taylor Swift yeah Taylor Swift is definitely um as you said like she's she's re-recording all her back catalogue because she couldn't buy it back from yeah. the person who bought it from her kind of thing and um, ownership of music and everything she fights for and even with Spotify, she took her music off Spotify for a long time mm-hmm. um, as well. Oh yeah, that's a whole other issue. Yeah, yeah. well yeah, well um, yeah. Well, well. <laughs> it's blown up right now. Um, but yeah, no, Taylor's yeah. like, yeah, I love her. Um, and I think, you know, everything else that she does as well, um, just the way she interacts with her fans and her branding, she's just a perfect example of like how to stay authentic and creative and inspiring and all of that. Yeah, she's she's definitely she's she's definitely up there. She's um I mean I don't think there's many artists that could say I'm releasing an album tonight at midnight. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 I like saw that and, and, like, and then break records. Set the internet on meltdown. <laughs> Yeah, and but then honestly, do that. like her fandoms, are, her fandoms so crazy that like I, I mean, I'm a Swifty, but like I'm not like following Swift talk and like doing all these like decoding things. Like that's just like way over my head. But one of my best friends, Abby, who's in Nashville, you're just on the phone a couple weeks ago, and she was like, "What album do you think she's gonna re-record next?" And then like, she was like, "Well, I saw this theory and this theory," and I'm like, "Girl, like I, I can't even keep up with Taylor Swift anymore." But like she has. She has so many people talking about her that, like, yeah. if she would drop an album tomorrow, like, people are talking about her and trying to, like, figure out what she's doing nonstop. So it's, like, you don't even need promotion at this point. It's crazy. It is crazy. Like, she just, yeah, it's... To get to that level and to get to that level of, like, you know, that's all you need to do is just tweet and then that's you. That's all she did <laughs> was tweet. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Like oh my gosh. normally normal all of us tweet and not that doesn't happen to us. <laughs> so right. Like, yeah. The, oh, like what I'm lucky if I get anywhere with monster <laughs> promotion, Taylor. <laughs> what she was what, what that kind of I suppose what she's worked for and in terms of what she's achieved and in terms of like that's that is like commercial success and that is like yeah. you you couldn't buy that. That is invaluable. Um Right. And yeah, it's crazy what's what she's achieved. Um, that's mm-hmm. that's a good role model to pick. Yep. Now, in terms of your music, Swifty all the way. <laughs> in terms of your music, um, I'm interested <sighs> to know the vision for you for the next, say, maybe like two to five years, kind of thing. What what is your goal in your music, and what what vision do you have for your music and your sound and where you want your music to be? Not necessarily like um, 
in terms of success, I just mean in terms of sound and in terms of your sound and what you want to create. Um, okay, um, so I definitely think that I, I found my place in the country pop crossover. Um, I can't see myself going full country. Um, I'm not saying I'm never going to release a contemporary song again because I probably will. Um, but as a whole, like, I really think country, like country pop, country folk in there because I think for me, it's always been about the storytelling and the lyrics and being honest. And that's what country music is all about. And so I think that over the next however many years, I think as long as I stay true to myself and, you know, continue to write honest music, that's definitely what I want to do. And the most interesting thing or one of the most beautiful things about songwriting that I always say is that you never know what songs you're going to write. And for artists that are more, I don't want to say fictional with their writing because I feel like all writing is rooted in some kind of truth. But for artists that, you know, turn to more, um, you know, either writing music because they think it's so well or writing some kind of topic that's more commercial or just writing to the market, I guess I would say. Um, sometimes that's not always 100% authentic. And so for me, it's always about being authentic first. And if something takes off, then it does. If it doesn't, oh well. Because I, the last thing I want is to write a song just for the sake of this is commercial and this can be a huge hit. And then it blow up and then I'm sitting there like, I have no connection to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so for me, it's always about like being true. Um, and also like, you know, I don't know, I don't know what song I'm going to write next, you know, like when I was writing Dear Diary, I was kind of in that headspace and now I'm in a sassy, let's kick the butt <laughs> headspace. And um, like, you know, like just speaking of like across the pond, like when I started, if somebody would have told me in 2019, you're going to write a song for the UK and you're going to release it, I would have been like, that's so specific. Like, why? Like, why, why would that even happen? And so I think there's, like, things where I'm so in tune with my life and um, everything that I go through that kind of drives my songwriting. And so the, the experiences I have over the next couple of years or whatever, like, that's going to, you know, shape the things that I write about. And so I think that's what I'm, I'm so excited to see, like, where my life takes me yep. and how that, you know, translates into the songs that I write. Well, yeah, speaking of across the pond, that leads me in nicely. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> this is, all these things are leading in rather nicely. Um, you, as you said, you did write a song about um, the UK. Um, and it is titled Across the Pond, which is quite an apt title because that's exactly what it is. We're, mi <laughs> we're miles away from the US of A, unfortunately. Um, and, um, but we do... In in the UK, I'm in Ireland, but in the UK, Stroke Island, there is there's a great love for country artists, and there's a great love of music, and it's like a lifestyle. So when we love artists, we kind of love artists wholeheartedly, and that's from the song, from listening to the song, that's exactly how you've felt that you've been, kind of you feel that you belong somewhere, and that's mm -hmm. a huge thing. And the song is just such a huge tribute to so many people um, yeah for sure I, yeah I just want to like thank everybody in, like in person and like list everybody but I don't want to 
go near listing everybody because I don't want to leave anybody out because there's been so many people. Um, but, you know, like, I think I love this song. Um, I wrote it last spring. Um, so I've been holding on to it for almost a whole year. Yep. And um, it's just like I love this song because I wrote it in a way where, like, I'm kind of looking at it as a letter to you guys. And so if you just like read the lyrics, it's, it's like structured as like a letter would be. Um, it's very conversational. Obviously there's like imagery and metaphor in there for like the songwriting side of things, but like, especially the bridge, just saying if one day I'm known all over the world, I promise I won't forget you took a chance on me first. Like that's like very straightforward. Um, and I loved getting the opportunity to record this song and I'm so excited to put it out. And, you know, just also with this whole release, like up to this point, I've done all my marketing and everything by myself. Yeah. And I have, like, I have the absolute honor right now of working with Rachel Selleck from Scarlet River. And I connected with her last year through my podcast. And she's such an angel. I love her. Um, and I didn't know that she worked with international artists I thought it was just UK and oh, so no, after we did my podcast episode after we recorded she was just like talking about how she was working with a Nashville artist or something and I was like oh wait like I'm releasing a song for the UK like could you possibly do the PR for it and she was like sure um and so it's been like really fun getting to work with her because it's a, it's a lot off my plate like I'm not doing I mean, obviously, I'm doing a little bit of promotion of myself on the side because, you know, I can't. I, I'm, like, trained to do it. Um, but I feel like, as a whole, it's been so great to, like, work with somebody else. And, you know, tying back to what we were talking about at the beginning with the confidence thing, like, yeah. I am so crazy about my music. Like, it's part of me. It's, like, my, my music. Each song is, like, a little child to me. Um, and so, like, I'm really protective of my music and my brand. And so it takes a lot for me to trust somebody at the level of, like, being tied to my name and doing things on my behalf just because like if something would happen my name's tied to that and so in the past I never really went near like getting a publicist or anything because I was like what if they say something or what if they do something that's unprofessional blah blah like those are the thoughts going through my head but after getting the chance to get to know Rachel I was like she's the most down-to-earth professional kind she's the sweetest she's on top of things she's organized and you know after chatting to her for months I was like I wouldn't want anybody else to get behind the song with me and so it's been incredible getting to work with her um and just the song itself is so special to me and I'm so excited I'm finally able to share it with everybody because I've been holding on to it for so long so and it's like Rachel Selick is is probably one of the most influential people within the country music yeah. genre in the UK as well as abroad but like mm-hmm. and I think she just started the company a couple of years ago, probably just before. Yeah, lockdown. she did. Yeah, um, and it's just like it's incredible the kind of and to to have Rachel from the UK helping you promote a song you've written for the UK. Right, it makes such, sense. <laughs> is like <laughs> it totally makes sense. Like that's the thing. Like I have contacts over there, obviously, just from everything I've done. But I was like, this song is for the UK, so like that's the target, you know, market audience. So like, I'm going to get Rachel. <laughs> um, she's great. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just so up the way it's, the way it's happening. And it's, it's just such a beautiful sentiment in the song. It is so you can hear the heartfelt sentiments in it. And it's, 
it's just such a lovely song and like I think everyone when they hear it is going to be like oh that's just you know I think they'll just they'll just probably they've probably already adopted you anyway but they'll probably just now keep you forever and yeah exactly um, yeah uh, I was talking to Jess the other day and she I guess Rachel sent it to her um and she messages me she's like just want to let you know like that I may or may not have cried. <laughs> I was like, oh. um, but no, it's it's a special one. So this it's, is my gift to all of you. It's a very special one, and it's, <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's going to be lovely playing it. And if you say I'm introducing it to the world, so to speak, um, from across the pond, and it's just, like it's just, and even the title itself, like that, it's like you always see that like across the pond, but it's a huge pond. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's it's just a great it's it's just a great song, and it's it's yeah. just a, it's a loving it's a loving I can say tribute that but but that's what it is it's a loving tribute, and over the last year and a bit you've you've just put out your heart and soul into it, and it's it is such a beautiful song and such oh. so beautifully written. Um, Thank you. And yeah, it's just it's gorgeous. Um, so. With that in mind, what has your highlights? Because you've you've had so many highlights. Um, you've been very busy over the last year and a bit. So, what have your highlights been over the last year and a bit that you've you've just been oh, so wow. proud that you've you've, um, that you've achieved? Um, I'd have to say uh, definitely one of them uh, that happened very recently in January. I was invited onto Pittsburgh's uh, Top 40 station, 100.7 Star, to do an interview, and they played Will I Ever, and it was for their brand new series, Live and Local Spotlight, Live and Local Music Spotlight, and um, I was the very first artist of this new series where they're going to be spotlighting local musicians on their morning show, and that was nuts because, Mm -hmm. like, I grew up listening to Baba's show, which is the morning show. Um, I listened to 100.7 all the time. And I think I, um, one of the morning hosts, uh, Melanie, I have been sending her my music consistently since Into Focus. I would just send her an email, you know, song. And I never really, like, expected anything because, especially when you get into commercial radio, they have really tight programming and all those things. And they probably really watch who they bring on the air because of the amount of listeners and all that. Um, And so just like I sent her homecoming queen and it was really weird, Linda, like this is really weird. So I was sitting there and um, like these things like don't happen to me often, but like I just got this weird feeling. So I was sitting there and I was sending out the song to people and I was like, done sending emails. And then it like crossed my mind. I was like, well, what if I send it to Melanie? And then I like second guessed myself because I was like, well, this is a country song and like there are top 40 pop stations. So like, it doesn't really fit. But then I was like, oh, what the heck? I'm just going to send it anyway. And like, I got this like nudge. It was really weird. Like, do we just send it? Like, what could it hurt? You know? Yeah. And so I sent it on the Friday, it came out. And then like three days later on the Monday, that's when she emailed me about being on the show that Friday. So it happened really oh. quickly. 
And it was nuts because I had a studio session the same day. And my producer is really good friends with Bubba and Melanie. And it was nuts because like my producer was listening. And then afterward, I got to go to the studio and we had cake. And it was just like the coolest freaking thing ever, like being on my hometown station. So that was like the most recent big highlight. Um, last year, I also um, obviously releasing my album was big. Um, I'll leave away from me. Success was ridiculous. That song turns one on March 12th, which is ridiculous. It's happening so fast. Um, another major highlight of mine was um, being signed as a featured artist with Heart of Indie Radio. Um, Eddie Davis and I are great friends and getting the opportunity to be signed as one of their artists was awesome. That happened like the week before Dear Diary came out. Um, I got to go to Nashville last year That's for a songwriting retreat and I went to the CMA Awards. So that was really fun. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting a ton of stuff, but like, I think like those are the biggest highlights I would say. Um, and just like the overall support I've gotten from everybody, the airplay, the charting, the interviews. Um, it's been a great ride and like literally 2022, like couldn't have started more perfectly. I'm just like blown away. Um, and I'm also really honored from the songwriting side of things. Um, I'm working on some projects. Uh, I wrote a song with an artist I'm not really spilling tea yet because it's not really my song, it's really hers. But I co-wrote a song with an artist that um, she's planning on releasing, so that'll be my first songwriting cut. Um, another artist asked me to feature on a song, so that's going to be a thing. Um, so I think there's just like so much happening like so quickly <laughs> that it's like... If we're not even, we're like a month and a half into the new year and like all this stuff is happening. Um, and so I'm just like really blessed for everything. That sounds like 2022 is going to be even busier and bigger than, yeah, yeah. than 2021 if it was. Um, it just sounds like the craziness is going to hit the year and like, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's nuts. And I think, you know, like, I feel like last year I was kind of still testing the waters a little bit, getting a lot of my birds still. Um, and I think like once you start to like, once you get momentum going, it kind of just keeps going. Like, of course, it's going to be songs that hit better than others, um, more successful releases. And there's going to be months where I'm just sitting around like I'm bored. And then the next month it's going to be like, oh, my God, I have an interview every day. What am I supposed to do? I'm so exhausted. Um, but, you know, it's just a roller coaster ride. But it's a great one, so I'm really excited for what the rest of the year has to offer. I suppose in terms of, I suppose, the music industry, there's a lot of um, lessons that you can learn from, I suppose, the journey that you've taken. Is there yeah. any valuable lessons that you feel you've you've learned en route to where you are now from where you were just, at, like, I suppose, at the beginning of the journey? Oh, wow, so many. Um, I'll pick some of my favourites. Um, the first one is this is always my number one is to always be authentic. And that means in the writing in interviews online, the website, live shows, live streams, like it's so important. Cause I think nowadays, especially because of the way the digital world is taking over. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important to be authentic because in the industry, like there's so many people trying to make it and do things. And if you try to fake something in any way or 
like anything like that, it's going to come through because your songwriting is not going to correlate with what's on your social media and your personality, your personality and interviews might not match like how you are when you live shows. And so I always try to like be myself. And so like, I would give that as one of the biggest lessons is to always be authentic because that comes out. And I've been approached by people to like do interviews and send music and things just because they were like, you know, I noticed you're a really down to earth person. I like your personality. Like, do you want to do an interview? And so I think being authentic really goes a long way. Um, yep. Another one that I think is extremely, extremely important, which I talked about earlier, is you have to be educated about their business and how it's changing. Yeah. Um, know, like, the industry standards. Know how to send your music. Um, know how to market yourself and how to send emails and proper professional networking you know techniques um and like there's a lot of books i've read about the business side of things i've gone to retreats and i've taken classes just anything you can do to educate yourself is really important um and like the last one i would say i can go on but i'm gonna just do one more which i think is also really important um another really big lesson i've learned is like if the more you give to the industry the more people will give to you um, this isn't a place where you can just take what you want and leave. And I think there's a lot of artists, especially starting out, who say they release a song or a project and they want everybody to listen to it and listen to it. Um, but this is a place where you need to create spaces for other people and platforms for other people. I mean, look at your podcast, your, your radio show. Um, and for me, right on track my podcast that's not about me that's about me having guests on and giving them a platform so I'm using you know my you know platform that I have as small as it may be I'm using that to give others a chance to share their stories and I think the more you give to the industry um, the more people will see how you're genuine and you're in it for the right reasons and they'll want to connect with you and your network will just keep getting bigger. And so be authentic, be educated and give back. <laughs> that's, I think that's great advice. Like, and as well, like you, you mentioned, we've mentioned your Right on Track podcast a few times. Um, and I did one about like being a woman in the music industry and mm-hmm. listening back to it, it was like, that was, as you say, like it was real, it was authentic. We were both ourselves. We came from honest, real places. And it was just such, yeah. listening back to it, I was very proud of what we created and what we were talking about yeah. and what what came of that because it was so important. Um, and you've had so many right on track that, that it's 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 such a good kind of easy tips for people starting out in the industry or even people that are in the industry because you mm-hmm. talk about everything to do with the industry, songwriting, confidence, um, everything. Like it's. It's just yeah, such, it's all across the board. Yeah, it's yeah, across sure. across the board, and it's just such a great tool for independent artists to use who don't have backing from record companies or people mm-hmm. that know yeah. technically what they're doing because independent artists have to do it all themselves basically. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a great. I, I love how you brought that up because, like I said, like I don't have a manager. I don't have a label. Um, Rachel's the first time um, I'm using somebody to do PR for me. So I've done everything myself. And so I think this, this show, one of my favorite things about it is like, I'm creating this safe space for people to just, to just be honest. And whether that be like from the craft standpoint, marketing, um, businessy sides of things, like more personal, like self, 
awareness and development and those kind of things. Um, I think like the coolest thing for me is getting to chat with these people and then like share the episodes is like, like everybody can hear successes that we share. And also, like, that's not the point of it. It's not to share, like, all the rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. Um, We talk (laughs) about the struggles and the challenges, mistakes we've made, things we wish we would have done differently if we had the chance, Um, things that we're taking with us as we move forward, lessons we've learned. Like, it's a great place to, like, just listen because you might hear things on there that, you, you hear me and a guest talk about where we're like, oh, we majorly screwed this up. Nobody do this. And then you just save somebody like a major obstacle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think um, one of my, our, ours was an incredible one, but a more recent one that I've done that was such an honor to do. Um, I had Noah Guthrie on. Um, he's a former cast member from the TV show Glee. He just released oh. his album Blue Wall, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, and his publicist, um, I think it was, reached out to me to get him on. Um, having somebody with that, you know, level of fame beyond was nuts. But it was like having him on, it was just like I was talking to a friend. And hearing him talk about how, even though he's a little more established, he has to do everything else. He's still independent. He still has to do all the marketing and he still needs to deal with the stress and anxiety of releasing an album and the roadblocks that you hit. And so I think even hearing stories from people like that, it just gives you like, it gives you the mindset and the kind of reassurance that like, no matter where you are, like, I'm sure Taylor Swift hits Roblox. Yeah, she definitely does. Look at everything she's been through. Yeah. So uh, I, I kind of think this show is a great way to also establish the, the kind of idea that um, no matter where you are, like, where you are, if you're at the beginning, if you're more established, like, everybody faces the same challenges. Um, everybody has moments of success. Everybody has moments of failure. And that's just a part of life as a, in general. Yeah. And so I think this show really taps on, like, that all of that through the lens of being a songwriter in the industry it's just a part of life and all the things we face is other things that people in other disciplines would face and so um I love doing the show um I'm coming up on about a year it's gonna be a year in May which is crazy time flies um yeah insane I know (laughs) um but it's been an incredible ride and I can't wait to see um, where it goes next and every conversation I learned something from and I get to share that with everybody else so I love it love it love it love it well it is it's like it is, I've always I've, come, I've always kind of promoted it is that like if anyone wants a quick kind of in the pocket thing that you just want to take out because every podcast you have timed is half an hour so right like it's not a long time it's like it's a quick lesson and in that 30 uh-huh. minutes you cover so much like mm-hmm. you cover I mean, we covered so much in 30 minutes. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. So you cover so much and there's so much to think about and then there's so much for someone to go, oh yeah, I'll I'll research more about that. And it's like, it's a snapshot mm-hmm. of so many different things within the industry. And like the writing songs is probably the part that songwriters love, like the writing songs and the singing them and releasing records and then going on tour like singing your music recording your music writing your music but then the business side of it is is another thing that people think like there's so much and it is a big huge it is a maze there's no doubt about it there's so much going on that you have to learn like it's so 
but you still have to know how to do it. But it's a totally uh-huh. different mindset from writing songs and being in, yeah. in that headspace that you have to then switch off that headspace and then flip it and sell a product as such, which is yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that was that was me yeah. at the beginning. Like I said, I didn't know how the heck to market myself, period. Um, but that's the thing. I mean, music is an art, but it's a business. That's why it's called the music business. Like, yeah. you might have an incredible product. You might have the new hit song that nobody could hear because you don't know the marketing side of it. Um, and I think, you know, the other thing, too, that – um, I love about the podcast is it's not only conversational, but because it's topic based, like this isn't a show that you have to like listen to in chronological order. Like say there's a topic on something that you are like fully educated in, or there's a topic of something that you're just not interested in listening to. That's fine. Like you don't have to listen to all the episodes in order. You can skip some because all the topics are in the title. So um, anything that like piques your interest, like it's there. So, so, in terms of your listeners or fans, I mean, I, it's not that I don't like the word fans. I just think the term fan. Yeah, is, I don't like the word fan either. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, it doesn't really do people justice that really, really support a person yeah. in their musical journey and what they do and how much they do and how mm-hmm. much, they, like, they go the extra mile and more. So the word fan yeah. to me just, it kind of underestimates the role they play. And yeah. So in terms of that and in terms from that perspective, what do you want your fans to take away from one, your music, and two, from, I suppose, the the example you're setting and the journey that you've just taken? What do you want your, oh, wow. your listeners to uh, take away? First, um, I love my butterflies. My listeners are called butterflies. Um, I love my butterflies. Um, so in terms of the music, I just think, like, as I mentioned earlier, like I'm all about being honest and authentic. And so one of the things I really want people to take away is that my music is going to cover all aspects of my life and really emotions that we all deal with. Um, Dear Diary was very introspective, you know, dealing with feelings of not feeling worthy and um, wanting to be in love and downing myself, feeling flawed, all those things. Um, The new EP is what it is. It's going to be more empowering. No, you deserve um, not settling for less than you deserve, being okay with what you have, um, finding yourself. And I think no matter what I'm talking about in my music, I hope that my listeners can see themselves in it in some way. And I think that's the important thing about being authentic because though it's my story, as long as I'm talking from a place of an emotional truth, everybody at one point in their life has felt let down. Um, I'm sure everybody has felt a little angry at at one point, feeling that they um, weren't getting what they deserved. Um, Maybe they felt lost at one point. So I think my music kind of touches on everything. And I think um, I'm not the kind of person who's going to write about happy stuff all the time and paint life out to be perfect because it's not. No one's perfect. Life's not perfect. And I think it's important to show that in my art because I want to be realistic and talking about challenges and showing growth and empowerment as well um, is all part of that. Um, In terms of um, what was the other half of the question about just me as a person and uh, setting an example? Was that it? Yeah, just like what do you want them to take away from your music and what do you want them to take away from the fact that you've I suppose persevered and you've like the journey you've taken not just in terms of music but everything that's happened to you over the past year and a bit from like 
a place of confidence or a lack of confidence to now being the sassy, fierce Demi that we're going to see in the near future. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I like think that's, honestly... That's, that is a journey and a half. Like, that's, like, f- from to see that, like, I'm actually thinking of one, like, one fan who, uh, like, she's she messaged all the time. I think it's Maddie, isn't it? Like, she's just, like... I mean, I would like, I would like people to look at me and kind of see that things are possible, even if they're... Impossible. They might seem impossible. Um, when I started, I never thought I'd be on my top 40 station in my hometown. Like, no way. Uh-uh. Um, and I think it's all about persistence and knowing you belong. Um, once you get the confidence or courage, I wouldn't necessarily say confidence because I wasn't confident at the beginning, but I found the courage in myself somewhere to start sharing music. Um, once you start to get something, some kind of spark of somebody's listening to your music, people are liking it, um, you get airplay, Linda, thank you. Um, any kind of situation where you start to feel seen, that's just gonna be like a like an ember in the ashes, you know, giving you that spark of, you know, you're feeling down and broken and unworthy, but now you're sparking again. Um, and I think that, I think, you know, for me, it was more of allowing myself self to I don't want to say fail because I didn't necessarily fail but I've hit robots where things weren't working and I could have just after releasing all I want this Christmas and not really seeing it go anywhere in 2020 I could have been like okay screw music I'm not good enough I am going to go do something else um but I didn't I was like okay like this stuff takes time and I'm gonna keep putting in the work um, because I really want to do music and that led me to Ellie Away From Me, which was like a major turning point song for me. And so I think that no matter how difficult things might be, you have to keep pushing. If you love something as much as I love music, like if you're listening and you're a songwriter and you love it, you love it so much, um, don't stop because if you're so passionate about something, People will see that and doors will start opening, not right away. It takes time. Um, it took me, oh, okay. So I released Into Focus at the end of 2019, November. Um, things started really happening for me in 2021. So it took over a year, like a year and a half for stuff to even start happening. And then 2022 here is when I was on my hometown station, which took like two years. So it takes time. It's not going to happen after your first release. Um, and I also try to remind myself, too, that the journey is not going to be perfect. Like, though I've had moments of success, like, I know moving forward that things aren't going to be perfect and I'm still going to hit roadblocks from time to time. And so I think I would just love for people to look at where I started in 2019 and where I'm at now. And the the reason why I got here is because I love what I'm doing so much that like, I'm not going to take no from a blog for an answer. And I'm not going to take <laughs> a, an, an unanswered email as my music isn't good, um, which I did at the beginning. I had to work through that. Um, and the other thing with persistence as well is there are outlets like blogs and stations that I've tried pitching earlier last year that I got ignored, didn't get any answers. And then around the time of the album, and then even more recently with Homecoming Queen, 
I finally got answers. And I think people notice that if you send something once and you don't get answered or you get a no, that doesn't mean that that's it forever. Um, you can try again. And I, I have my list of people that I, that I pitch to all the time. And I have notes of who answered me, who did it. And the people who didn't answer me, I'm like, I'm just going to send them a, a song again. Um, and it's just like, keep doing that. Because if you keep doing that, people will see like, oh, this girl or this artist is, you know, really persistent. Um, and she keeps sending stuff out there. I'm like, those are the people who are going to eventually break through. Because if you get deflated by a no and just completely backpedal and quit, um, then you'll never know what could have happened. So always keep going. Well, that's the, the the best answer, and I think that's probably the best place to to finish this podcast. It's been, <laughs> it's, been it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, and it's like thank you for having me. What a like just what a journey and what a conversation we've had. Like we do seem to be go we go we we always go in depth in our conversations when we do podcasts, um, and it's just yeah, it's definitely a pleasure to talk to you. And across the pond, we'll be hitting shelves and streaming devices and um are you gonna have a you probably not have a single copy of it no like a hard copy oh uh, for across the pond no um i am just doing that uh, download and streaming um the ep later in the year hopefully will be physical as well but dear diary is available on hard copies the cds um they're signed and they're free shipping internationally so that's on my website to me mschwartz.com so where else can people find you on social media give them all your handles so that people know where to go and search. yeah um so i am at Demi m schwartz on everything so that's d-e-m-i-m-s-c-h-w-a-r-t-z that's me on everything, um, on Instagram and Twitter. Just look for The Butterfly. That's me. Um, I'm also on Facebook and YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all of the uh, download and streaming platforms to me. Michelle is my artist name. Um, and I'm not on TikTok yet. Everybody's telling me to do it. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I'm at the point where it's like I have to. I, oh. I'm getting pressured by like. Like I'm in, I'm a student in the platinum program at the Songwriting Academy as well. And um, some of the uh, the, the hit songwriter mentors are like, to me, you should get a TikTok. And then literally I was at dinner. This is not even joking. Like uh, two weeks ago, maybe I was at dinner. Um, and I was at dinner with my parents. And we were just eating out of the blue. My mom's like, to me, why don't you get a TikTok? And I'm like, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know you knew what a TikTok was, first of all. And she's like, oh yeah, your sister sent me a TikTok the other day of a dog. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my God. Like everybody's telling me to get it. My friends are telling me to get it, but I just, I feel like I need to wait still and try graduate grad school in June. Um, I just don't have the time to do it. Cause you have to do it so consistently. So I'm not on TikTok yet. Um, but to me, I'm Schwartz on everything else. To me, Michelle is my, my display name and my artist name. Um, so you can find me and also right on track. A songwriting podcast is available on all platforms. And, I have to mention this because I thought it was really cute. I thought probably I should have tweeted it at the time. Uh-oh. But Uh-oh. at Christmas, <laughs> no, it was Christmas. You changed your name to, I think it was Demi Elf. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's for like, Christmas. That's I so love cute. Elf. <laughs> Demi Elf. I okay. was like, what? <laughs> okay, so I, I changed the Michelle to like Michelle. Yeah, like, Michelle. Like, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that oh, was God, so yeah. cute. So, uh, 
I am upset. Like, it's not even funny. When I say obsessed with dogs, I have, like, during Christmas, there's at least 20 in my room, at least. Um, right now, because I love them so much, I keep them, I keep some year round. There's, like, four or five in my room right now. I have an elf blanket, uh, pajama pants. For Valentine's Day, my mom, I kid you not, got me a Valentine's-themed elf. Like, she gave me that. Um, I love elves. It's a problem. Like, I, I'm obsessed with them. And I don't know why I love them so much, but I do. And I, I'm telling you right now that there will be a day where I release a Christmas EP or an album because I release an original Christmas song every year. And the title is going to be a Jamie Michelle's Christmas. Like, that's <laughs> going to be the title of the project because, Yeah. Well, and I'm so like I was always that I was always that person like you know how like like there's little like monogram things like there's those little things that like people do things with people's names and like you can buy them and like um it's like the my, like, I can never find Jimmy on anything for example like that's just not a common name I couldn't get like one of those cute little things that they saw at stores with my name and then people would always do like super crafty things with their names yeah. and like I was so shocked when I was like oh my gosh all you have to do is remove the le of Michelle and add an f and it's like elf like I was so excited when I discovered that one day <laughs> and now like every year around Christmas time I'll like change it okay that's that's it for the elf rant <laughs> So the, the fun question then, I would I would just, to end on the fun note, is um, what are you more obsessed with? Elves or bridges? Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a I'm hard gonna one? Say, I'm going to have to say bridges. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Elves are, like, close behind. <laughs> I'm just, like, so wrapped up in the songwriting stuff that it's got to be bridges. But, like, I love my elves. And, uh, yeah, some are chilling in my room. Um, during Christmas, I also put one on my piano. Um, yeah, it's a thing. So I got to say bridges, but <laughs> I hope the always don't put me on the naughty list for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> and also uh, butterflies. I am obsessed with butterflies. I have. Um, oh, wow. Oh, I have butterfly everything. Like I have butterfly bags. I have butterfly oh duvets i have butterfly mirrors i have butterfly hangers i have oh, wow. butterfly bags i have butterfly i've got a butterfly dress one year um oh wow i am i'm yeah. just i just love, I love the butterflies i just I, and everything we've been talking about so far it just seems to be a kind of fitting um finish to see like the butterfly even a butterfly in terms of a butterfly it starts off as a caterpillar right right and the then, symbolism yeah the huge. symbolism i never ever thought of that like yeah that all came from will i ever and that was crazy because when i when i was about to record will i ever two weeks before i recorded it i changed the second verse so the lyric that mentioned butterflies wasn't in the original version and i changed it right before i went to record and like literally from that lyric it all spiraled when i went to do a photo shoot literally kid yeah. you not like by my school like in downtown greensburg where i took the pictures for that single shoot there was literally a butterfly wall. Like when I was a student at the school, I didn't even know it was here. There was a butterfly wall. And so I was able to take a picture in front of a butterfly wall. And then it's on my merch. Um, I saw yeah. my Zoom background. I had my friend Eddie Davis from Heart of India make me a Zoom background with butterflies on it. Um, so it's become like my thing. And like, yeah. like you said, like looking at like the metamorphosis kind of side of things, like the growth. And I think, you know, it's not easy. Change isn't easy. Like, a caterpillar starts off, you know, there and then turns into a butterfly, but the transformation I'm sure isn't easy. Um, and so I think, you know, showing that 
growth and self-discovery and um, transformation, I think it's something I've definitely undergone over the past year. So like, I can't believe how that kind of all came together, but that wasn't planned. The butterfly thing was totally not planned. <laughs> no, I think it's just, it's just so apt though, from what we've, from what yeah. we've been talking about um, from the start and, and until now and your journey and just because everyone's journey that can relate to that. Um, and the, yeah. you know, the, the feelings of not feeling worthy and then feeling like you belong like that is, that's, that's a butterfly journey there in itself because yeah you know, those, for sure do you know what it's oh. it's spread your wings and fly it's, it's incredible well, spread your wings and dream is my um slogan i wrote on my march is spread your wings and dream um so yeah i wonder what your slogan will be when you release this sassy new ep like, oh god i don't honestly, even know this is... i'm already kind of planning merch ideas well the the single the way single is called you get what you give and um and the hook it says it is what it is. You get what you give, and so I kind of want to do that thing where, like, on the front it says it is what it is, and on the back it says you get what you give. I don't know. We'll see. I need to come up with something cool. Um, but I have my photo shoot for this next era on March nineteenth, and I'm so excited. I got all my outfits. Um, I got cowboy boots. My brother-in-law got me a hat for Christmas. I got all these really <laughs> cute outfits. So it's gonna be like really different. I'm really excited. So get ready. I'm so excited. <laughs> get get ready is right because it just it sounds like from that tweet I was like this is this is incredible. I'm watching your journey and just seeing how. <laughs> oh man, it's great. It, it, no. it just I can't I can't actually wait to see what you're going to tweet next. Basically, <laughs> and, um, no, I'm really excited. Yeah, it's uh um. You know, I think, you know, like Carly Pierce's 29 Written in Stone is an incredible work of art and she's sassy in that. You know, she yeah. kind of sets out it, you know. Um, obviously, my project's not about what her album is about because not the same experience, obviously. But like her song Diamondback, I'm like, damn girl, yeah. it's so good. Um, <laughs> so I think, you know, I think I got a little bit from like seeing Carly just like lay it all out. I'm like, all right, I can do this too. Um, so, yeah, it's coming. Yeah. It's been it's been it's been so good having you on. Um, it's just been great, and I think when you when you release this new EP, we'll probably have to get you back on for a part two because so much fun. I can sense we're going to have some serious sassy conversations there. Really, um, it's just great, and it's just uh, oh yeah, yeah, we'll definitely. I'll, I'll tell you what I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just definitely going to be yeah a Demi Michelle new era as such. Um, yeah, it's definitely going to be. Um, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, as of now, I think it's going to have five songs, um, maybe six, but it's going to be five for sure. So we'll see what happens. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And Thank um, you for having me. Oh, I'll always, definitely always, because, like, I can't, I can't not now. <laughs> I have, like, I can't not now because, like, you know, I always feel kind of, I didn't know that, that that was the first time had ever like anyone had ever played your songs on the radio when I yeah. played your song that time until I think it was a few months later when I think I can't remember when I found out but I yeah like, oh. I forget uh, I told you oh I think I said it on my podcast with Dom and that's when he heard it I think that yes that def- that was it actually because yeah. I just I didn't I didn't realize that and that that's like that's a huge <laughs> that's a huge thing and it like it's now going to be like where's where are you going to go and how you know like it's just it's great to watch and yeah be part of that journey and to talk to you through the journey and to see 
where you go from here. So thank you so much. Yeah. And it's just great. Of course. Always well, great. Thank you for having me. It was an honor chatting with you. I always love getting the chance to chat with you. So this was fun.